This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 231, and tonight, the countdown to Halloween Potathon marches on through the night, and we are doing this to raise funds for New Alternatives, which is an organization in New York City which helps get homeless LGBT teenagers off the street, not just for tonight, but for good. And for this episode, you're just going to have me. No guests this time, just me, because this one is for the patrons. Yes, I asked my patrons, what movie would you like me to cover in the pot-a-thon? And... We had a few suggestions, and this is the one I have to go through. It came down between this movie and Lake Mungo. And I saw Lake Mungo right after my sister died, and given the nature of that movie, I don't want to go back there again. It hurt too much to watch that one, and there's enough pain going on underneath everything here at the Potathon that I didn't need to reopen that wound. So the movie that we're talking about is a slasher movie called Dead Body. But... Before we get down to the fun, we have to take care of business. Now, it's only been, it's not even been 12 hours since I posted the last episode, The Witch, with Vanessa McEnery. So there hasn't been any donations, and while I'm telling myself not to get upset there haven't been any donations in the last 12 hours, I'm a little bit upset. I get worried. This is when I start to panic. I'm like, why, why are you doing this? We're going to fail. We're not going to make the goal. You're going to make a fool of yourself. All this work has been for nothing, but I also know it's only been 12 hours. You people have to sleep, right? Apparently, I don't, but I, you, do, you do, and that's fine. And I think what I'm going to do this time, instead of telling you about some of the statistics, because statistics are just numbers, and the, let me just tell you about some of the stuff that New Alternatives does. Now, New Alternatives does do a lot of great work, but they can't do it alone, so they are in contact and have deals with many, many, many other organizations, more specified organizations all around the city that are helping out with this problem. And one of them is the Alley Forney Center. And the Alley Forney Center is, is there not just to help homeless LGBT teenagers, but all young gay people. You know, all everybody under the LGBT rainbow can come in there and help with that transition from going from a LGBT youth to a solid, stable LGBT adult. And they do this. They have all kinds of programs set up. You know, there's, there's all kinds of like, uh, psychological stuff like drop-in clinics and things like that and outreach. They have emergency housing for the homeless kids. They have transitional living situations that help you transition from being from homeless to being, you know, stable. They have job readiness programs. They have education. They have all these things set in place to help you become a well-functioning LGBT adult. And I just hit a wall. I, 
and it's through this alliance with new alternatives and these other organizations that are getting these kids off the street, not just tonight, but for good. That's what that means. We're not just getting you a place to sleep tonight. We're going to teach you useful skills for later on in your life. We're going to teach you how to build a resume. We're going to teach you how to find a cheap suit and look good for your interview and how to do your interview. We're going to get you some medical help. We're going to get you off drugs. We're going to teach you how to function. And it just depresses me that all this shit is necessary. It really does. It really does. I mean, kids have hard enough as it is and then top it all up with this other crap. It's just overwhelming to me. And (sighs) okay, I'm in the doldrums now. I hit the skids. I just went, why am I even bothering? This problem is so huge. We're not even making a dent, but we are. We are. Now, you know what I'm asking. I'm asking you to go to fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ and donate a minimum, please, of $21. 21 shows you're getting in 21 days. I'm asking $21. Just a dollar a show. No, I don't want to discourage you. I don't want to discourage you just because I'm discouraged because, you know, I think, you know, you're probably thinking, well, it's just a drop in the ocean, 21 bucks. What the hell is that going to do? I'll tell you what it'll do. That's at least three meals for these kids at the kitchen at least and I gotta tell you these meals I know this for a fact because I'm down there as much as I can be they're not prepackaged they're not we're not serving you know hamburger helper or shit with filler or stuff like that these are home made that we make everything right there on the spot fresh for these kids so they're getting decent food for a change and you know it just even down the face somebody has a birthday we make him a cake right there you know it's not a store bought cake that you got at the dollar store no, 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 we bake you a cake. And sure, the frosting may be fucked up in colors because we have to use what we've got here. Might wait, might have something with like orange icing with purple. Whatever, they don't care. They're grateful. They're grateful. And it's HIV testing. You can get a kid at HIV test. You'll pay for that. That's important to know. And like I said, like what I've covered in some of the other things, these kids are doing some horrible things to survive and they're probably not playing safe while they're doing so and it is really important to know your damn status and get some help while it's still early and you can help by going to fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and donating $21 or more fuck now I have a review to do okay I gotta pull back compose myself a little because I am I have frustrated myself now and it's not you it's me I mean granted what did I expect in 12 hours you'll step up I know you're not going to rely on people like Jeff Baldry who gave big donations and say oh they'll cover it I know you'll step up it's still early in the game and I'll probably be frustrated wherever we are in the process right now but I'm it's Monday morning and um, I'm not sleeping well and uh I'm a little worn down. So, and it's day five. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to take a little break, rather, and I'm going to be right back, and we're going to discuss the movie Dead Body for the patron people. And hey, if you want to become a patron, head on over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens and set up a monthly donation for that. And we're not even talking about that shit right now because who cares? Who cares? That's not important right now. Support these kids, not me. Okay. And... What was I saying? Oh, yeah, we got to take a listen to the trailer for Dead Body right about now. I'll be in a better mood when we come back, I promise. We graduated, and this may be the last chance all my friends get to be together. I didn't want to leave anyone out. High school's over. 
Look at this place. It's gonna be a good weekend. We could play game. No video game. For real. We could play dead body. Lame. No, come on, it sounds like fun. One of us is secretly the killer, and after I count to three and hit the lights, we all hide. Once a minute passes, the murderer sneaks around, and if he or she pinches you, you're out. If you find the victim, you call out, dead body. And then we all regroup and argue about who we think the killer is. Get it? One, two, three. You guys, I think I saw a guy out there. You have to come see this. I saw her go downstairs with Mariko. Jesus, you guys are getting way too into this game. I have a real problem. That's what I'm talking about. Beats PlayStation, huh? So Dead Body is the story of a bunch of teenagers who are recently graduated from high school who are having one last blast before they go off to college at one of their friend's luxury isolated cabin in the woods. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I'll tell you, there's a killer amongst the group and the bodies are going to start piling up. So it's not just about dead body. It's about dead bodies, plural. Lots of them, lots of them, lots of them. This movie... Oh boy, it has a lot going for it. I'm going to give them that. The cast here is good. I like them a lot. The characters are extremely likable, and you know me. If you give me likable characters in a slasher movie, I'm your friend already. Then I'm on board for pretty much whatever you give me. The problem is the script gets repetitive and it hits this level of frenzy and sits there rather than giving you a roller coaster. And I got tired because it's not just the same level of frenzy. It's frenzy about the same thing. What does that mean? Well, okay, let's backtrack a bit. So like I said, we're at Dominic's cabin, right? Dominic's family cabin. And Dominic, I got excited for a minute because I thought they gave us a gay, a gay character. And the only reason I said this is because he's a little bit uptight. He's a little bit uptight and he gets so upset because his friend Ilsa, who was invited for the weekend, okay, it was supposed to be a small, intimate gathering, him, these two exchange students from Japan, maybe a couple of other people, and Ilsa, and that was it. But Ilsa decided to invite everybody that she knows. And Dominic is so upset by this, and the reason he gives is that he doesn't have enough brie and shit for all these people. Quote, unquote. I said, oh, if he's serving brie, this must be a homosexual. But no, apparently not. I'm sorry. No, he's just uptight, which I get. You know, he's the son of the police commissioner. It's his parents' cabin. He's third on the wait list for Harvard. So he's got to be on his best behavior, and I get it. I get it. I get it. So we have this ragtag group of kids, and I like 
all of them. You get all your stereotypes, but they're well portrayed, and there's some levels to them that you wouldn't normally get in a movie like this, which I appreciate. For instance, there's you know you've got all your 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 stock characters. You know you got the guy who's always on drugs. You got the guy who doesn't quite fit in. You got Mr. Perfect. You've got Miss Perfect, and you've got the girl who's a bitch. But the girl who's a bitch. She's not always a bitch, and when she is a bitch, you get why she's being a bitch, so it's not just she's a bitch to be a bitch. I like that. Also, the standout character for me here is is um, the character of Rumor, portrayed by Nick Morden, who is the one who doesn't quite ever fit in. His portrayal is nice, it's sensitive, it's warm, it's endearing. You like him even though nobody else seems to, which I don't understand, but I get him. I may because I was the kid who never quite fit in. I read him completely. I see myself in this kid, and I don't mean that in a sex way. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. You know that wasn't what I meant. And since the majority of these kids have known each other, their whole lives. Occasionally, you get a bit of weight when somebody dies. You get the appropriate reaction that you have just lost a lifetime friend. Because I didn't explain what was happening. So they're having this party, see? And, you know, we hit a lull in the party and somebody, rumor, of course, the outcast, suggests that they play dead body, which apparently is a game. It's kind of like Werewolf or Mafia, except instead of playing it with cards and you have to wink each other out, you know, there it's actually a full body run around the house kind of game, except somebody takes the game too seriously because dead bodies start racking up instead of real bodies and instead of fake bodies. And that happens, it escalates really quickly. I think it's round two when somebody gets killed the first time. And initially I got concerned. Because the first victim is one of the Japanese exchange students. She gets, she's hiding in the basement playing the game and somebody throws a plastic bag over her head and then stabs her in the head a million times with an oyster shucking knife. And I went, oh, they didn't do their homework. Because, you know, this is me, this is me. Because, you know, I know my special effects and I know Tom Savini and I know this is grisly shit to know. But, you know, when you stick a knife in somebody, there's a pull when you take it out. So if the, the rapidity with which this person was stabbing, this person in the head, I go, no, 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 that's not right. And then there's no blood or holes in the plastic. I went, oh, geez, oh, geez. However, later on in the movie, the special effects do get quite grisly and quite grim, especially because you do get attached to some of these characters, even as annoying as they get, and I will get into that. Which I guess I'm going to do now. The problem with the movie is that once shit hits the fan, like the, 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 the party part of the script is fine. The relationships work, but once things get frenetic, it gets dumb. All of a sudden, everybody gets dumbed down a lot. Like I get if you're really in this situation, you would probably be running in circles, paranoid and and making all the wrong choices. But to see people keep making the same wrong choices over and over and over again got really tiring. Really tiring. I don't know how many times this group... Okay, they, 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 this survive, the, the group of sur- people who are fighting to survive have this complete inability to stay together. 
They keep splitting up for no reason. There's so many times where somebody goes running off into the night to play hero and everybody goes running off after him, but they don't run off together. They run off individually. So now everybody's isolated again. And when the main girl, Elsa, gets attacked by the killer, she's not killed. She survives the attack. She doesn't seem to notice that the killer was wearing a radically different outfit than everybody else was wearing so that they think the killer is one of them. However, the killer manages to change clothes and change back again. So either it's bad filmmaking or just lazy script writing. And I have to go with this latter, unfortunately. It just gets sloppy and a little irritating. And my big beef with the movie, and for me, this is a big one, there is a twist on who the killer is. And I'm not going to spoil it because it's not a bad movie. It's not unwatchable. You won't hate yourself for watching it, but I spotted it because of who I am. Because the twist is set up fairly early on and I spotted it the second that it happened because it's Agatha Christie 101. That's all I'm saying. It's her greatest trick. And if you're going to emulate it, you have to hide it a hell of a lot better than this movie did. Now, maybe if you're not familiar with that particular Agatha Christie work, then you will see, you won't see it. I saw right through it right away. Also, some logistic things don't really make sense. There's a lot of hiding of bodies for no reason, like carrying, like the killer carrying a body, that first body, Mariko, the Japanese exchange student from the basement up a ladder to the second floor for no reason. I mean, logistically, that doesn't make sense. In the time frame that you given gave to that happen, that's a really obvious thing to be doing, and nobody saw it. It's just you know, weird things like that that just got under my skin and soured the movie for me. But unfortunately, the big thing was that I knew who the killer was before anybody died, and that's a bummer. So, like I said, Dead Body is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. And what, what's fun, too, they, 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 they try to emulate Clue. Not the movie Clue, but the board game Clue. Like, for instance, they introduce a whole lot of weapons. Everybody picks a weapon to defend themselves with, and every single one of those weapons gets used. Which, of course, means that all those people lost their weapon and then got killed with that same weapon, which is kind of lame. But still, they were trying to emulate something because even the, the, the artwork, the poster art for it, I didn't realize it at first. I looked at it and said, oh, it's a pizza box. Interesting. And then I realized afterwards, like, oh, it's not a pizza box. It's a game box. And the closing credits really uh, enforce this as well. So... If you look at it like that, that it's a big board game, it could be fun. But man, the histrionics do get tiresome and the bad choices get tiresome. And I mean, I know it's a horror movie. This industry thrives on bad choices. But you can either lean into that or you could fight against it. And this movie just leans in really hard and takes the easy way out by making people make horrible decisions over and over and over and over and have the same arguments over and over and over and over. And that is what soured me and thank you to my patreon subscribers for your continued support thank you for picking this movie thank you i wouldn't have picked it for myself and like i said i didn't hate it but i didn't love it either and you know what let me know what you think
if you if you happen to watch it. I'm not going to spoil it because that would be mean because it is worth watching if you're in the right mood. And so Dead Body, eh, check it out. You guys are getting out with an easy, quick little episode today because I've got a hell of a lot of editing to do today. And um, yeah, so let's wrap things up. So I guess if you're going to come away with a moral for Dead Body, if you're going to have a party with all of your friends there, you better make sure you have enough Brie and shit, girl. Damn. Five of the countdown to Halloween Polython. You guys got off easy today. You got a short one today. Yeah, things go quicker when it's just me. When I have guests, I like to take my time. You know, make sure everybody gets pleasured. I mean, gets the focus. I mean, gets their moment in this. I got nothing. I got nothing. So thank you again to my Patreon subscribers for suggesting Dead Body. Thank you to everybody who's donated so far. And if you haven't donated yet, what are you waiting for? You know where to go. Fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ. Minimum of $21, please, if you can. If you can. We have still got a long way to go. We've still got 225. Wait. We got $2,225 left to go? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to make it, but you know what? We're going to have fun trying. Right? But there is no try. There's only do. So do. Do. Go to fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ. Now, don't make me cry again tomorrow. Don't make me face another episode with nobody to thank. That hurt. That that I wasn't planning on being sad today, but it happened. I got frustrated. I'm sorry. I'm overtired. I forgot. I remember the physical stress that doing this potathon does. I know I'm going to be physically tired, but I always forget the emotional wear and tear that accompanies it. So don't make that be for nothing. Okay? You know what to do. I'm not going to tell you again. Yes, I am. Fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ. Thank you very much. So tomorrow, I am going to have guests back on. We are going to have Kristen and Dan from the Killing Your Darlings podcast, and we are going to be turning the slasher movie upside down because we are going to be looking at Behind the Mask, The Rise of of Leslie Vernon, and we're going to have a heck of a lot of fun, so I will see you back here tomorrow on Scream Queens. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for being a part of the potathon. and of course, remember, I still want to hear about your Halloweens. I have to live vicariously through you. Tell me about anything you've done this Halloween. A cool party. Uh, I don't know, a, a funky trick-or-treater that came to the house. Anything. I need to know. Send me pictures of your favorite Halloween costumes from the past, or if you decorated your... If you're, decorated your home really cool and stuff I want to see I want to share it on the Instagram page and show the world how cool my damn listeners are because I know how cool you are but they don't know and they're going to be all so jealous oh my goodness gracious so please pick up your phone if you've got something to tell me you know where to do you call me at 917-720-2047 you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com and of course that's queens with a Z you can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens where horror gets gay. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens and on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. So you've got no excuses. Get all that stuff to me and give me joy this Halloween because I'm not having one again. I sacrifice my Halloween for these kids. What are you sacrificing?
So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a little less creepy this Halloween. And never forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final real baby. Because I want to see you there. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs>